0: Welcome to your weekly dose of the expansive podcast happening every Wednesday at 3pm South African Standard Time. My name is Eric Kruger. It's great great to be with all of you again. And of course, I have my ever-elegant co-host sitting right across from me, all the way in Cape Town though, Mr. John Sane. John, how are you doing, brother? What's
1: up, what's up, what's up? Hello, everybody. Uh, Wonderful to be here again with you at 3 o'clock South African Central Time or Standard Time uh, (laughs) with you, Eric, talking about all things expansive and today we've got a really good topic, but before we get to that topic, Eric, what's happening in the world of Eric Kruger?
0: Yeah, it's been good. Um, just quickly busy sharing posts like we do. Uh, but otherwise, <laughs> yeah. yeah, been busy, man. Um, been working on some new content. Um, I've really decided to uh, focus a bit more on video and and really sort of more elaborate video productions than before. Uh, we were just speaking, I released a video today on transformational leadership. That took me about yes. two weeks to, to ultimately compile <laughs> and put together. So it's been that it's been working with companies on learning, organized, um, learning experiences and creating some, uh, experiences for teams and for leaders. And then of course, uh, doing some keynotes, excited to be doing a keynote again, uh, next week. Uh, so yeah, all good, dude. How's things on your side? How's the training going?
1: Yeah, good. Yes, uh, training is going very well, thank you. Hard at it, uh, it's relentless, but loving it. Every day, get a bit fitter, one step closer to feeling very comfortable on a 180-kilometer cycle, although it does seem quite a far away, but my life is governed by my training, so I'm really enjoying that. Um, as far as work is concerned, we're doing a lot of work around content creation and doing a whole bunch of new things around content, new videos, sort of ideas with uh, multimedia and uh Century City Convention Center mm. here in Cape Town. Um, also writing a lot, uh, thinking a lot, uh, and also doing keynotes. This morning I spoke for Bahrain uh, Chamber of Commerce. Next week I'm doing some work with YP- oh, EO Kenya, uh, which is going to be great. I'm doing a masterclass with about 50 people,
0: nice. actually, Excellent. which is
1: really mm. awesome. You know, Kenya is full of the EO and the YPO are full of fourth-generation Indian families, and they've been there for... A couple hundred years and mm. really done successful successfully uh in that region so i know the family some of the families and i'm really excited to be spending some time with them and uh working with them on the master class the transformation mm. master class so lots going on um also been watching the big move as you were saying uh before we came online the the big return what was it called yeah the,
0: big, what? the great return
1: the great return. As mm. we start to see some places loosen up uh, with their restrictions, we see a lot of us being desperate for reconnection with people, and we're starting to see the great return. Do you want to unpack that a little bit and let's actually make that the topic for today, the great return?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, it's just it's an article that I came across about two days ago that says, uh, it's on Forbes, the great return, what Google, Amazon, Wells Fargo, and Goldman Sachs are getting right about the office. And I just thought it was quite interesting because you know when when the pandemic hit and everyone started working remotely we all of a sudden thought this is going to be the future and everyone was like this is the only way we're going to exist moving forward yeah. and and now we're seeing <laughs> hmm perhaps not and it's quite interesting so um amazon was saying that they're going to be a, a, a office a office centric culture and i just wanted to read like this last part to you that i thought was quite interesting they said that um the office is the best bet for the future of work. Can you believe that? Can you believe that sentence? The office is the best bet for the yeah. future of work. It's good for people, our engagement, our inspiration, our social networks and our learning. And it's also best for companies who want to excel, perform and deliver shareholder value and community value. And I just thought, wow, I just thought it's so interesting because when you see this, it's, it, it kind of makes me think of a few different things, right? The first is that, and, and I'm going to, pass it over to you now because we were talking about, about some of your insights around the future of work and how it, it kind of layers into this but two things that it made me think of when I was reading this article was number one we often think that how things are today is the things the way things are going to be moving forward yes right like yes, yes. I mean we make this mistake all the time whether it's a positive yes. or a negative thing that's currently happening and yes. during the pandemic even you know like you you kind of got stuck in that mode where you're like is life ever going to change? Is it ever going to be different than what it is today? And I always think of that quote that says, um, this too shall pass, right? Like everything is mm. it's just temporary. And and I thought like that was quite an interesting thing. Like we get so hyper-focused on how things are that we battle to see how mm. things might be in the future. That was number one. And the second thing was that human nature always wins like, I really think that when, when we started doing remote work, I wrote that book called hybrid vigor. And it wasn't even like an in-depth idea around remote work and all of that. But I was just, I had this conviction that ultimately moving forward, we're going to be doing hybrid workspaces mainly because we can't get away from the human connection part of it. We need that. We need to be around other people. And even in my coaching, like early days, I'm a digital nomad. I love digital. I, I I understand it. I, I feel like I'm very comfortable in most different softwares that we use. But I could not wrap my head around digital coaching um for teams because it misses that spontaneity. You know, like when we on a Zoom call and someone else interrupts, like it's just awkward. It's not it doesn't feel natural. Whereas when we're sitting in a boardroom and we're having a conversation and we're trying to figure things out, people talk over each other all the time. It works perfectly. That's not a problem. But it was missing that in the, when I was doing my, my team coaching. So I actually stopped doing team coaching altogether because that just didn't work for me. And well, at least in that format, like we, we, we segued that into things like masterclass and think week. But ultimately, I think we, we must always remember that human nature is extremely, uh, an extremely strong driver. And that we want the things that we are comfortable with. We are, we want the things that we know and we want to be connected to people around us. And that's why things like remote work might work in a short run. I think for most companies, but overall people want to be back together. That's my rant on, on this topic. What are your thoughts? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, I think you started off really well and you said that, um, and this is i was in an interview with brainstorm magazine a little bit earlier they were asking about future of work from my perspective and my my response kept going back to this is not finished yet mm. like, why do we think this is now the time for us to make a decision about what entertainment looks like what education looks like what offices look like like we don't know yet i mean mm. i keep coming back to this idea of the fourth turning right the fourth turning in the book and i'm speaking a lot about it recently is just understanding that we are at the beginning of the end. And so we have to let this play out over the next few years for us to really start to find a happy medium. We're still very, very stuck to the old way of doing things. We mustn't like kid ourselves. Mm. We're still brainwashed into hyper-efficiency, nine to five, harder you work. I mean, you and I even, Eric, just... You know, we talk about this stuff all the time and we still kind of hooked into that old world in certain ways. And so I think there's still a lot to happen. And I think that right now there's a move towards being desperate to get back to connection. And I think all of us are are, are feeling that, you know, Mm. all of us want to go to a party. We want to see friends again. We want to have dinners again. We want to go to concerts, whatever the case may be. So we're craving that connection again. What I do think ultimately will start to happen is that there will be a layered process and there will always be a layered process. I think on the top level, you'll be able to live in third cities, 45 minutes from an international airport, near nature, with your family and whatever the case may be. And you can then travel into meetings when you need to, maybe once a week or every two weeks, Mm. go and do that. In fact, you might even enjoy that travel because Mm. it's the first time in two weeks that you put some tight pants on some smart shoes on, even some aftershave, which you haven't done at home, right? So it could actually be something you look forward to going to work and that sort of thing. But I, but I also think then you layer it down where you have people in the middle management area that kind of maybe have to be at work and they have to be at work maybe three or four times a week, not maybe five times. And then you get the lower levels of employees which have to work be at work six times a week. Mm. So I think it's a layered approach. I think uh, a lot of these articles that are written about professionals in first world cities, And we are only looking at those people. But I think there's always going to be a level of hybridization and layered approach. Mm. What I do think, and I think maybe people that are listening to this podcast or this webinar are pretty much in the same world we are. They're professionals. They've got degrees. They're in careers or have their own businesses. For us. Yes, there's this new understanding that we can do things remotely. We don't always have to be with each other. If we want to get together, it's a special occasion. And so, yes, for us, that is that layer. So we mustn't fall mm. short of thinking that the rest of the world isn't where we are. It's not. There's mm. going to be many permutations. So, mm. Think about education, for example. It's really terrible sitting at home being educated by yourself. It really sucks. You know, it's not a great thing. And so, yes, there's some freedom to it, but also there's a lot of loneliness to it. And if you think about restaurants, not going out and being with people, but then having food delivered, yes, there's convenience to it, but there isn't any like, you know, collaboration with other people. So I think we're at the beginnings of this dispersion. We're enjoying the fact that we're wearing tracksuit pants, but we're missing people. So Mm. we have to let this play out still. And I think the great return is just the great return for now. You know, I use this example, Eric, and this will be the last thing I say about this is – you know, when you're on the highway and somebody zooms past you at 200 kilometers an hour, you think to yourself, this person is a crazy person. What are they doing? They're a danger to the world. And somebody's going 60 kilometers on the highway. And you say, this person shouldn't be on the highway. They're a danger to the highway. Guess who's going the perfect speed? Yeah, of course. You. just you. Nobody else is going the perfect <laughs> speed. Just you. And it's funny because as cultural, if you think about the older people that are living in the world right now, they complain about the younger people. Mm. They like this. They like that. They don't do this. They don't do. What was your world? Perfect. And then the younger people are complaining about the older people. And then the older people are saying that the people older than them were just too slow. And these new people are just too fast. Mm. But ultimately, mm. it's, you know, your, your porridge was only right for the temperature in which you lived in. Mm. The world that we're moving into requires a different temperature. Yeah. A different speed. A different approach. So, yes, the 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 Goldilocks effect that my porridge is the right temperature and no other porridge should actually come into it impacts all of us. And, and I think we need to become aware of that context.
0: Mm, I fully agree with you. And I think that it's it's always that we have to experience the one opposite or the one extreme and then the other extreme in order to find somewhere that's going to be – like that works for us, that's, like, just right for us, right? And I don't think that returning to the office full-time is going to work out. I think most people, now that they've experienced – a certain degree of freedom also in how they get to work, um, I think they're going to crave that, you know, and we'll see that more and more. So I I really think the hybrid, and it's interesting because from a a leadership point of view, a hybrid workforce is actually much harder to lead because you have to contend with the fact that some people are remote and so they have one need uh, from you or one, one way that you might need to lead them and then people in the office. And then you also have the politics of, you know, people in the office who might be bonding, who might form certain relationships and people who feel like they're on the outside. So hybrid doesn't mean easy. Um, and, and that's also why many people are actually saying like go remote, go remote, because it's just easier to manage and to lead than to have a hybrid workforce. But I always say that, you know, I think worthwhile things are hard to figure out and human beings are hard like it's a, it's a complex world that we live in so like we can't shy away from the fact that things are difficult
1: two two things there i think as leaders i definitely have is hiring different types of people mm. so the prioritization of self motivation and initiative become high priority and in fact i like the people i work with doing other projects i help them with their other projects mm. because it keeps them fluid and it knows that there's transparency that I know they're busy with one or two other things and we can work around those things because I'm also busy with one or two mm. other things. So I'm almost meeting people at a different place. Now, I mean, I obviously don't run an organization, so that's not the structure that I'm speaking about specifically. But I also think, um, Eric, that we're going to start seeing a combination of social media channels with Zooms and StreamYards and they will start becoming a much richer way for us to engage. Remember that what we're doing right now with Zoom and every, all the rest of these is we're doing exactly what we did offline, online. Mm. This is like taking a textbook and putting it on an iPad. It doesn't really change. It's, it's like, the same. remember when music was first 99 cents a song and now we've got Spotify. We almost need to get the Spotify version of engaging online. And that would make hybrid very different, much richer. Um, and also the expectations around it would change. So I think right now yeah. we are suffering because we've just taken a linear ideology and put it online and that's boring. And people don't engage that much. And it's like, we're all fatigued by it. By the time you're on your second zoom for the day, you're like, Oh my God, I just can't do mm. this anymore. So I think there's a, there's a whole bunch of things that are still going to come. And I think that most people must just be patient around it and that there's no finality to this. You know, it's a continuous evolvement at exponential pace mm. and that's okay. And that's just where we are. And that's really important to adopt as a mindset. Tell me, um,
0: very recently, you actually did your very first keynote in person, right? I'd love to know, like, what was the experience like? And did you manage to, to change out of your
1: tracksuit pants for the, for the keynote? <laughs> uh, reluctantly out of my tracksuit pants. No, no. Um, I actually really enjoyed getting dressed up. It felt so good. It felt just, you know, it just felt really fresh and uh, really good. And there was lots of people around and there was that energy again. You know, Mm. you remember when you arrived at a venue, people were excited that you were there and there was this energy around it. There was a buzz and then you got off and people were like, just really happy that you shared something they didn't understand before, or you've put words to something that gives them more clarity about something. So the energy was high, and people were excited, and people were dressed to the nines. I mean, I got to give that to mm. you. Okay? Wow, mm. people can really get dressed up. So it was wonderful, wonderful to be up there again. And there was only about a hundred people or so in the audience. But it was really electric and really awesome. I can't lie. I was nervous, which was so odd. You know, I never get nervous. But <laughs> yeah. I was just a little bit nervous um, because it was just like new again, you know. It was strange again. I've yeah. got another live one coming up soon. Yeah, strange. Yeah. Very strange. So I've got uh, two live ones booked at the moment. Excellent. Look uh, coming, coming up. So I'm looking forward to them. Yeah.
0: Uh, brother, listen, I think we should actually cap it here and and start um, getting towards a conclusion because... I think this has been good. I don't think we need to lay anything more into it for today's talk. Um, I've got something to say. Go for it. Go for it. I was going to say something else, but you go for it.
1: 14th of April. 14th of April, 7 p.m. <laughs> Eric and I are doing an SPCA talk. So we're going to be presenting some of our work, some of our research. We're going to have a bit of banter and we're going to do some Q&A with the audience Join us please. We've shared links on social media. Eric's gonna share his mm. as well. I'll be sharing them every week until the event. So the 14th of April at 7 p.m. South African Standard Time, we'll be going live. The donations are a hundred Rand or like seven dollars. Uh, please make donations. These dogs need as much help as we can, as we, as they can get. Eric and I are both big dog lovers. We both adopted, uh, many times and, uh, we really want to help the SPCA. We're really grateful and privileged to be working with them. And this will be the first of many dog charities that we're going to be working with. Eric doesn't know, but I'm already lining up another one for us with Woodrock. But, uh, I just think it's important for us to, Give these dogs the respect they require. They are emotionally intelligent. They're aware. They are beautiful beings that bring a lot of joy into our lives, especially adopted ones. Not all of them do, but especially adopted ones. And uh, so please make sure you sign up for that and donate and uh, join us on the 14th of April at 7 p.m. Mm. That's all i got to say, Eric.
0: Excellent. I'm so proud of you for doing that because we have this whole checklist always. People don't know this, but we have this whole checklist of things that we want to do in an episode and we almost get to zero of them every single episode. Like, <laughs> make an Instagram post before we start the episode. Uh, <laughs> we, never yeah, we never get to any of Announcements yeah. like yeah. this. We always forget every single yeah. thing that we want to do. We just have Why don't we, do we
1: end off with this? Why don't we end off with this? What is your favorite podcast right now? What is... What is um, getting you really to, like, wow, at the moment, this last week? What did you listen to that really got you thinking? Um,
0: before that, I just want to say, DJ, it's happening on Quicket. So that's where you'll find the link. We'll post the link. Um, just keep an eye out for our, our profile. If you go to my... It's already up.
1: DJ, if you go to my profile, it's there. Yeah, you can see it on my profile.
0: Okay, cool. Um, dude, so I actually, I've been listening to fewer and fewer podcasts, right? Like, I've been diving... Hell of a deep into YouTube. Um, but I've been listening to fewer mm. and fewer podcasts. Um, the one thing I will do well, is that YouTube I see, then. Well, let me just give a shout out here because we, I see we have Robert Pierce here on the line at the moment. And, um, he's actually from the Neuro Leadership Institute and they just launched their podcast and it's called The Learning Zone. Um, so it's Robin Rob. I, I think that would have been a great name for the podcast, Robin Rob Show. Uh, but they went to the, le- the Learning Zone. Uh, so go check out i'm sure you can find them on spotify on apple uh, everywhere where you'll be able to find a podcast um what about you what
1: are you talking about you haven't told us what you've been listening to for the what? last week you what? just said okay so did uh, you listen to their podcast
0: i have i've listened to the oh, first did you listen podcast. to their youtube i've listened to the first podcast um but i've also oh, okay dude youtube is such a treasure trove of amazing stuff mm. um, so i listen to so many different mm. things like Prof Galloway, always one of my favorites to listen to. And then there's a guy called Matt Diavella. Have you seen his stuff? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, he's all about like minimalism and productivity. Mm. and But, you know, I've been watching it with a different eye because it hasn't, it hasn't just been about self-development. It's about, oh, that's what they're doing with their videos. I've, I've just been trying mm. to learn. Uh, mm. So it actually hasn't been about the specific creator, but just about the meta learning of how are they creating mm. videos. Mm. Does that, can we now move on to yours?
1: What <laughs> did I did I pass and, uh, the chip? I've been watching Mr. Yeah, no, you you just passed. Next okay. week, better prepare better. All right. No, uh, I've been listening to uh, Mr. Beast. Uh, the, they reckon the first billionaire YouTuber that's going to be around. Twenty years old, making hundreds of millions yeah. uh, and giving it all away. You know, he, his ultimate goal is to have homeless shelters around the world that he can fund through his YouTube channel. Talk about a new type of human being that He's still losing money, making videos and giving away stuff. And he's almost got to the point where he doesn't want to give away stuff, he wants to do better with it. You know, um, like he gives islands away, like half, um, $700,000 islands. So I really have enjoyed his two things, one, He says, if somebody thinks about a video for an hour, think about a video for four hours. Mm. It's like like simple, really. I mean, at the end of the day. And then he says, he's been at it for nine years Mm. before he's become so big and then what he's doing now. And now he's just like, it's exploding. I mean, he's just so, so I love it that I'm 45 years old and I'm listening to a 20 year old and the wisdom he is sharing, is just blowing my mind. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe it. just, he's putting so much more effort. He says for four years. He sat around every day with other YouTubers Trying to figure out what they could do to become better YouTubers. Mm. Four years, nonstop. Mm. And that's I mean, and, and a lot of us are snowflakes, you know. We wanna we wanna do something quickly and just have success. And listening to Mr. Beast has really got me to realize that I get back to the drawing board, keep grinding it out, keep getting better, mm. just keep focused, you know, on and on point- what you're doing. And so it's been really inspirational. Yeah.
0: yeah. Patience, man. Mm. It's mm. one of the most it's one of the hardest things to get right. Um, wait, wait, wait,
1: what is your word for the year? What is it? Relaxed concentration. There we go. Yes. That's, a, that's kind of what it is, eh? Eric. How's how's that word going for you there, Eric? It's, Your actually, words?
0: it's actually going really well. I'm in a I am in i am in that space at the moment, so it's it's feeling really good. Cool. Mm. And I always have you oh, to, to calibrate that's me it. back to uh <laughs> if I'm not
1: in it. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, look, offline nobody watches, but Eric's like, <laughs> I'm like Eric. Don't forget your words. <laughs> Let me just relax. Let me relax. Yeah, please yeah, yeah, rather. that's good. That's good. we gotta, We got to have accountability partners. That's important. Listen, thank you so much. Okay, guys, thanks everybody for watching. Uh, if you think this will help somebody, please get them and share it with them. If you think that you want to leave us a comment on, uh, I saw iTunes, we've got some new comments there, Eric. You haven't actually been sharing. Yeah,
0: listen, I mean, there's also been quite a few comments that's come through. I just, I'm not uh, able to share all of them at the same time. Um, Robert
1: Russell, please come with some probing questions. With absolute pleasure. I hope it's my part of the book that you're asking me about. Sometimes I get onto interviews and people are asking me about Irrag's part, and I'm like, I don't know Irrag's part. I'm not an economist. So like, I was on the radio that like I don't know two three months ago. And they asked me all about Irrag's part. I was like, eh, that's actually Irrag's part. That's brilliant. Yeah, it's a tough one. Actually, you feel a bit embarrassed. They're like, but it's your book. I'm like, yeah, it is. But I wrote half of it. The other half, I don't know that much. You know. So, um, yeah, awesome. so please share this with somebody, subscribe, and leave us a comment and a five star rating. If it's a four star, don't bother.
0: Don't bother. Checklist, checklist done. Thank you so much. Ciao, guys. Bye. Jim, guys. Ciao.